Welcome to the PowerShell News Podcast. I'm your host, Hajar Dalwal. And I'm the co-host, Mick Pletcher. All right, Mick. So I was walking around, and I found these two guys. They're attendees. So I'm like, hey, let's have a chat. So I brought them over. So we're going to have a chat. So go ahead and introduce yourselves. Uh, I'm Nick. I'm, I work in the higher, higher end. Okay. And I'm Trent. I'm a systems engineer. All right. So... Let's talk about this. You guys, um, uh, are you guys having fun? Yeah, I'm having a blast. This is my first conference, um, and so uh, you know, I've been to some some uh, some company showcases in the past by some other you know tech companies, but nothing where I'm consuming content like this, and it's been a blast. I've met so many names that I recognize from the PowerShell community, and okay. finally been able to interact with them in person. Yeah, it's been awesome. Awesome. So this is your, I get, gather this is your first uh, PowerShell conference, obviously. Definitely my first PowerShell conference. Okay. And what about you? It's also my first. I did 10 uh, last year virtually, but it was not the same. It's uh, not the same. So you start, <clears throat> um, like Carol was saying, you start putting names to faces. And, you know, I just flew around and someone's like, hey, let's do an Uber together. <laughs> and I was like, I'm listening to your podcast. It's so crazy. And you start, like, meeting these individuals that you kind of only email and you, you follow. Right, them, you know, right. Follow. You put out so much cool content. Now I actually get to talk to you in person. I just think that's nice. really neat. Yeah, it does make a huge difference being live at a conference over virtual because you just don't get that kind of connectivity that you do yeah. in person. And we have actually known each other. <laughs> so since I'm in the Microsoft, I work with customers, and he ended up being one of my customers I was working on for phone advisory on uh, patching, I think, right? It was patching. That was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, and I was like, is this you? And you're like, yeah, that's, that's me on Twitter. I was like, I already follow you. I already know who you are. That's <laughs> just what a small world, right? So Yeah. So, yeah, when I'm, you know, when I'm, I was dealing with customers and stuff like that, and, uh, you know, I'll introduce myself, and, and, and some of them will say, I know you. I've already been following you, like, like he did. I'm like, what? Okay, this is really a small world. Now, now I, do I need to be careful? <laughs> are they going to be monitoring me now? So anyway, so what are your highlights of uh, so far? Uh, uh, highlights have been meeting some of those names. Uh, so like your uh, Justin Grote, uh, uh, Kevin Marquette, uh, uh, Andrew Pierce, um, some of those names that I've seen all over the PowerShell community and have finally gotten to meet in person. That was just super cool to hear their thoughts, pick their brains and understand how they work with PowerShell. Yeah. And a lot of selfies. No, I've actually not taken any pictures. I didn't even think of that. That's a great Come question. On, I totally should have. Because it's a nightmare trying to find people based on little tiny avatar photos and you've never seen them in person. And you look at this person and you get this confused look on both of your right. faces. You're like, do I know you? I don't know. Do I know you? Yeah, you're trying to put names to faces and then you finally do. And then you, you know, start talking about it. But right. yeah, it's just it's so confusing trying to get that connection up front and meeting people, especially after being out of the loop for how many years. Yeah. So You should. You should take pictures. Um, you know, everyone's pretty open about that, you know. So when I meet some people like that, I'll just say, hey, you know, and, and most of them I've already known for a long time, but we still like, you know, like Jeff Hicks and all that. I've seen him many, many, many times. And hey, Jeff, let's take another, you know, selfie kind of a thing. And you know, any, any autographs? Are we? Are we no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's cool. What was your one of your top two or three sessions that you went to? Hmm. Or you 
either one? Uh, probably the most painful session that I went to <laughs> in a good way was the code golf session led by Kevin Marquette. Okay. And that was to, if you don't know code golf, it's to try and accomplish a code challenge in the shortest code possible. And so you're doing all of these little tricks to optimize your code, to shorten it to the point where it's basically unreadable, but you're trying to get it in the lowest number of characters possible. And just the tricks that he pointed out, you'd start at the, you know, here's how you do it in a way that you can read. And then here's how you can tweak it a little bit. And here's how you can tweak it some more. And here's this trick and here's that trick. And 45 minutes later, you've got, you know, 150 uh, characters of code down to, you know, 45. Wow. And, and that is so, incredible. Yeah, it's a code.golf if you, if you want to play along. It's a whole leaderboard and they do tons of languages and stuff. And it was just, it was mind bending. It was like watching like Tenet or Inception and just how much your brain hurt keeping track of everything. It was exactly like that with code. Right. Yeah. But but it's unshareable because no one can make, make sense of it. <laughs> well, it's definitely shareable, but it's unusable. unusable. And everything yeah. basically came with the implicit, don't try this at home warning. This is terrible. <laughs> don't do this in production. Please don't do this in production. <laughs> this is just for fun. It's uh, one of them was like a fizz buzz challenge and there's Fibonacci and there's just other different challenges. How short of a code base can you complete this challenge in? Right. And it's super, super cool. So what about you? I really liked uh, Yop's uh, presentation on code abstraction. Okay. Um, so I realized that I was kind of doing it, but I wasn't. And it just the way that he presented made a lot of sense to me and it kind of resonated with me. Um, and also just a lot of the side sessions that I've been attending. Oh. Uh, Justin did one on like customizing your shell um, and customizing. Uh, There's another uh, made one that talked about customizing uh, visual studio code. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's really session. cool to see how other people mm -hmm. are doing those kinds of things. Um, because you end up getting a lot of little tips and tricks. And, you know, one thing that resonated with me is about, you know, being contextually present and having context to be where you are. That way you're able to stay in the safe focus a lot longer. So I thought those were really helpful to me personally. Right, so. right. And I did pop it into uh, Justin's uh, customizing Visual Studio Code, and it was a packed room. And uh, he was he was showing some great stuff. Yeah, especially uh, the pets at the end. If yeah. you were there near the end, there's a VS Code Pets. There's an extension that just gives you little pets and you can spot them. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Tamagotchi and VS Code? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, I think you get there's Clippy so, okay. um, from Microsoft and there's Zappy and there's a few others. Oh, That's nice. Cool. Yeah. And uh, did he talk about um, how to work on uh, uh, scripts with other people at the same time? It's What was it called? Uh, uh, the live, live share. The yes. Live share. Yeah, the, it's one of the VS Code uh, features now. That you can yeah, he, he he didn't go into that very much. Um, mm -hmm. um, he went into like the basics of a lot of the uh, plugins that he uses. In fact, he has a, a what they call a pack. Uh, uh, I think it's twenty eight or thirty plugins where he kind of showcased and he started going through some of his favorites, but he there wasn't enough time to get through them. Okay. But yeah, you know, it does, it does make me wonder, you know, I was talking about live share. It makes you wonder what happens if you put a PowerShell script in teams. You know what happens when you put like an Excel document, everybody can open it up. Will the same thing happen with uh, VS Code? I don't know. Something to explore. Mm -hmm. Multiplayer friendly. But, but, yeah, but live share is pretty cool. I've used it before, you know, with a friend of mine in Alaska, and we had this conversation on another podcast. And, you know, you can see, I can see him typing, you know, in, in real time. And, then, you know, I'm putting my stuff at the same time. It's just phenomenal how you can, like, collaborate and, you know, instead of, like, 
writing your thing, sending it by email, or you know, wherever, or putting it in GitHub and stuff like that, right? This is just working on it um, at the real time. Uh, so that was cool. Um, another thing I, I saw was uh, one thing that really excited me was Kevin Marquette's uh, lightning demo yesterday about, you know, he's got things coded and then it creates these diagrams and images for visual. Did you guys see that? Yeah, the PS graph. That was pretty amazing. Was, yeah, mesmerizing, <laughs> really, is what it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of uh, Mermaid. And, and I don't know if you guys have heard of Mermaid, but it, it was his was way more powerful than what I've saw, so far what I've seen in Mermaid, which is in, in GitHub. So, yeah. 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 So, okay. Yeah. Kevin has done some miraculous things with, uh, uh, with graph. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's what he was doing yesterday, and uh, it was amazing. Well, that was the uh, he started the graph. The that was the first year he got his MVP. Okay. Yeah. Well, I see. Okay. Yeah. So he's done some great things with that. So what else do you guys uh, have plans for uh, next day or so? <laughs> uh, definitely going to do the Iron Scripter. Okay. Uh, at least going to uh, at least going to watch that. Uh, Kevin tries uh, to rope me into the flawless uh, faction. We'll see if I will uh, participate. <laughs> Still not sure since my first conference, and not too familiar with the whole Iron Scripter thing. And I know there's some pre-challenges and some work that you should do ahead of time to give you some hints, and that's not the other thing. So sounds super cool and interesting. I at least want to watch it, see if I want to uh, get into the presentation, but want to keep socializing. Too. Exactly. I've gone out, um, you know, I'm uh, you know, based out of the East Coast, and I came in. Uh, seems like I'm one of the few people who flew in, uh, uh, Nick as well, but um, a lot of people that I've talked to are local. Uh, I'm, I'm from the East Coast too. Okay, so 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 a lot of a lot of uh, Seattle locals uh, as well. Those, yeah. yeah, I drove here. I drove there. You're like, well, you know, I've got nothing to do the rest of the evening. I want to interact, and you know, let's let's go here, let's go there, let's grab a drink, let's get some food, let's just walk down the street from the hotel and hang out. And I just spent uh, uh, probably till 11 or, 12, eleven or twelve o'clock on Monday night in the <laughs> in the bar at the hotel here, exactly, just chatting about different things. Uh, with uh, James has given us kind of a little preview of his presentation on how he was, you know, hacking Brokus and all this yeah. kind of stuff. And, just, yeah, that, that's that's probably those kind of those kind of interactions and opportunities uh, is what makes any conference. I find right. You can go to sessions and stuff like that. You can you know it'll be recorded later and stuff like that. You know whatever. But those kind of conversations, sidetrack conversations, is where you get your money's worth. So where I found that really valuable was last night, and I was having uh, dinner with a handful of folks from the conference, and got to talking, and I happened to mention dev containers. Are you guys familiar with No. So this is another, so they weren't either, and so dev containers are a concept uh, where you can basically specify a JSON config file, and that defines a uh, set of Docker containers in which your development happens. So how VS Code can remotely connect to a container, a uh, Docker container running on your local system, Dev Container basically specifies a way to configure that. And so you can have that configuration file, it's literally just .dev container, same as you would have a .git ignore or .anything else in right. your code repo. And that, once you uh, clone that uh, repo in VS Code, 
VS Code will automatically read that file and configure your Docker environment to remote into that container, pull down that Git repo, and use whatever the Docker container is configured to do so that you can have a reproducible, repeatable environment where you can test it's the next version of it works on my machine. Okay. So it's uh, <clears throat> it's it's the way to, you know, you don't have to have a documentation about how to set up your dev environment. It's in a config file, hard-coded, and that's in your source control as well. Right. So I posted in the Slack channel for the conference a quick little three-minute somebody else's demo on how to use dev containers. Okay. And so uh, it's just a, one thing that, that nobody else had seemed to hear of, have, had heard of yet, and you guys haven't either. No, it no. sounds like just the coolest way to advance development beyond just static environments on whoever's machine where it's running or compiling or pipelines or this right. or that or the other thing. So. No. That's cool Definitely. Yeah, that or there's the benefit of coming to one of these. Exactly. Right? How, how would you ever heard of that? No. Uh, yeah. you're, and sitting around. Having and even if it's on a blog post, you, you would have missed it out. It's yeah. it's yeah. a relatively new concept. I've only seen a few bits and pieces of it from some Microsoft folks, and it seems like a really underutilized concept. So happy to spread the word. Well, one of the things that I said, um, we, um, we were on here with uh, the PowerShell group yesterday, and one of the things I said that I really liked what I saw, one of my favorite, was... Uh, uh, get dash what's new. Mm -hmm. I think that is huge. Being able to keep up with the newest stuff coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's excellent. Um, what are your thoughts about the on ramp program? Have you guys heard about the on ramp program? No. no. What is that? So that's good. <laughs> so let's see uh, a feature of this conference where they um, uh, provide some scholarships for a few students, but generally other students pay for it, right? It's a week long, so Jeff Hicks is leading it. So they start at nine o'clock, they finish at five o'clock, they don't go to any other sessions, they sit there. And it's basically to get them ramped up into PowerShell. So that, you know, people are changing careers or they're youngsters or, you know, older, whatever. And they get the concepts right from the, from the beginning. And by the time they leave here, they know what to do. They know how it works. They can do some scripting, you know, and then it just, uh, yeah, they advance in uh, whatever they're doing in their career and stuff, right? So that's what's happening, and we've been talking to some of the students, and they're just loving it. They're like, oh, yeah, we're getting – first day was kind of slow, I guess. You know, it's more about the theory, about, you know, whatever. And it's usually like that. And the second day, they just got hands-on. It started, like, you know, typing yeah. things and stuff like that. And so really exciting. I can only imagine someone getting started in PowerShell and setting up one of these sessions. They intimidate me. Oh, yes. I've been in for three or four years. And, yes. You know, and I'm by no means an expert. I'm learning every single day. But if I was just starting, this would be pretty intimidating. But now what that is allowing this conference to do is to get people that are newer, to get them packed into a yeah. feel comfortable and safe environment. I think that's something this PowerShell community does very well. Is it makes people feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, when I was watching some of the lightning demos, I was like, oh, my God, what is this? Like, it's like beyond my comprehension. <laughs> some of them were super advanced. Some of them were basic. I yeah. I was on the more basic side, but people seemed to really like it, too. Yeah. It was at a different point in their Exactly. And I love the idea of that program because I started out as a sysadmin. I just learned PowerShell by Googling for five years as a yeah. sysadmin. And anything I could have done knowing where I'm at now to accelerate that journey 
in a little one day week long boot camp, anything like that from people like this, from the big contributors to this community, exactly from also Microsoft itself, the developer of PowerShell, being able to do that. I knowing what I know now, I would happily go back and take that, you know, uh, uh, accelerator, whatever you want to call it. Right. Right. To, right. To, to, to the fast lane. And even if you never end up using it, just being able to like a refresher. Out. Yeah. Well, just being able to get over that initial speed bump of like, you know, you start, everybody starts out Googling code and then they uh, download scripts and then they edit those scripts and then they figure out that they want to write their own scripts and then they start learning more about all exactly. that stuff. If you can skip that initial painful learning curve, it's extremely valuable. Even if you don't end up coming back to another session like this, you can still take what you learn and apply it. Apply to anything. Exactly. It, to yeah. anything. It's PowerShell is so flexible. It's so we flexible. We say that. It's, it's almost a cliche at this point. Yeah. But I use it to even just do data manipulation locally. Like if I just have text that I want to reformat in a different way, I'll just put it in a terminal rather than trying to do it in some other way. It's so powerful in that way. So, so you said you've been doing coding for, what, about three years? Three or four. Not very long, no. Gotcha. And how long have you been doing? 10 to 15. Okay. So, yeah, I'm very new, but, uh, you know, it's, it's cool to see that they have this off-ramp run. I, I've talked to a few of them. Mm -hmm. like, you know, first day was a very uh, softer. I'm, I'm going to use the term that I like that Andrew uh, Posh, he, he said a meta skill, I think, is what he was coining. And it was going through some of that, but mm -hmm. sometimes the, uh, building your confidence and understanding that you can do it. Um, I was intimidated by the command line for a very long yes. time. You know, yes. I, I did uh, uh, support for probably six, seven years, and it was mostly GUI based. I didn't deal with a panel, but command line, um, yeah. you know, I had. Uh, I'm, I'm going to shout out my 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 mentor TJ. Um, some people know him as New Guy. I'll shout him out again. Um, he, you can do this. You can. You just. You, you got to. Uh, take a task, take a one, figure out how you do it in PowerShell and just start applying it. And finally, I, I came to uh, um, a situation where I needed to do something else and uh, PowerShell, I, I had to do it. So, and PowerShell opened up a lot of doors for me personally. Um, and I was timid to take those first steps and having that on-ramp to tie back in this on-ramp program, they're going to kind of get a fast track that and learning from someone like Jeff Hicks. How cool is that? Like, yeah, how cool like, is that? I, yeah. That, like I'm jealous, you know what I mean? That's yeah. so cool. You know, I was I was I was googling everything or asking somebody, so, but I, I just think that's really neat that that program exists. So. It's it's funny. We were talking to them, you know, uh, yesterday, today, and all that stuff, and we kept mentioning. You know, so one of them asked, "So, what would you recommend for resources? You know, to uh, for PowerShell stuff?" And one of the first things he mentions is uh, the PowerShell book of lunches, the yeah. monthly book of lunches. They're like, "What? That's the gold so standard." Like, so, mm -hmm. so we had lunch again with some of them today, and we, that conversation came up. They're like, you know, we've heard this. People have mentioned this like 20 times to us. Like, I said, you know, your instructor is the, one of the authors of the book. There's a fourth edition. You should ask him about it. He should be bringing truckloads of that book to every one of these conferences. Because right. if you haven't read it, then you probably should. Right. Even if you're intermediate or advanced, there's some things that I've picked up from more beginner type sessions that I've missed because I don't come from that type of development background. Yeah. I'm, I'm guilty. I haven't read the book myself and I, uh, I'm probably going to purchase a copy now. Yeah, I think I have... It's good. It's good. Uh, I've read bits and pieces. I've not yeah. read the whole thing. I have not had yeah. the time to do it, trying to do stuff in day to day work and, and not have the time to tackle it. I think I have the second or third edition, uh, you know, at, at work when I was, you know, still in higher ed. And yeah, I would you know, go through one chapter, you know, in between things and all that. And I was just, okay, you know, 
that kind of thing. So it's 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 good. Well, I'll tell you what I would like to see, and I've actually thought about writing the book. Of course, I've got a couple other books I'm writing as I go, as I get time to write anything, but is teaching a month of lunches. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that book because I think if we could get something like we have here, the on-ramp program, but have it in multiple cities where, where anybody could buy the book and learn, hey, how do I teach this to the local community? Because I can tell you right now, I used to run the Nashville um, PowerShell user group, mm-hmm. and uh, we had great turnout, and of course, COVID killed it all, and we finally closed it down after more than a year of COVID, and of course, we're now, what, almost year three? Um, so what I would like to see is, um, bringing that back and being able to teach because, because to be honest with you, the biggest, uh, attendees was always learning PowerShell from scratch. Mm-hmm. Just like we got here. That was when we really got big numbers of people. And I think if there was a book out there teaching a month of lunches, uh, would be a perfect one to go with that. And, and you, you guys probably have seen on YouTube, like, you know, a lot of people who are starting out. Or just, you know, I got comfortable with PowerShell, but now they're creating videos step-by-step, you know, get dash help, you know, uh, like a 10-minute video on that, and then so on and so on. And they have a series on it. I'm like, that's brilliant, right? You just, you know, if you're trying to start it, just follow one of those and just follow the playlist. And, and well, you know, uh, A Month of Lunches is a fantastic book, but there's a lot of people also that are hands-on learners too mm. they just can't read a book and then what they're looking for is somebody to teach visual be able to yes and be able to answer questions on the spot when they've got questions there so yeah yeah we all learn in different ways yep exactly yeah. so i'm not involved with this at all but on reddit on the powershell subreddit they're actually putting together a community book that's just all volunteers all contributors putting together different parts and i haven't i have no affiliation with it whatsoever but i think it's a really cool concept instead of one person writing this yeah. whole great big well, you know, thing so that's the same thing as the powershell conference book mm-hmm. so that's a powershell con i think it's volume three you i, I, I believe it is that. but uh, it's really thick but it's contributions from all of everybody you know so they have, you know, you. I think you've written some stuff Mm-mm. for it. No, you haven't? No, I, I, I co-authored two other books okay. outside of that. Okay. I mean, there's only a handful of folks qualified to really write a cover, yeah. cover book yeah. on it anyway. Your Snow versus yeah. the World and, and things like yeah. that. Anybody who's really doing that type of stuff could create the language. But yeah. if not, then I have bits and pieces to share. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't, I, very few folks have, have, the, have the ability, knowledge, and bandwidth to put together a whole cover-to-cover book. So yeah. I love that concept. Yeah, sounds good. So I won't keep you. We won't keep you guys too long. Um, thanks for being here. You guys have been wonderful, and it looks like everything's going well. You're excited tonight. That's the um, what's the uh, event? Uh, the well, community happy hour. For, yeah, we're all yeah. Yeah. together for dinner and, right. and, and all that stuff. Right. On the street, so so it's an offsite yeah. offsite reception. That's going to be really fun. Yeah. Uh, there's a unicorn there. We're going to try to get James on it or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, great to have you. Thank you for being here. And until next time, you know where to find us. I'm at Hooch on Twitter. H O O R G E. And I'm on Twitter also, um, Mick underscore Pletcher. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Thank you.